Amen. So there are only a few times in Scripture where Jesus declares that he is one of the characteristics uh, that we've studied this year. Right? Like, I mean, there's only a couple of times where, where he comes out and, uh, you know, he says, I am this. And in my life, the, the, the moment, the moment, the day, the day, I'm trying to become like Jesus. Like, hopefully you're aware of that now. Like, that is what our church is about, that we are on this personal mission of my life reflecting Jesus. And then when we all do that, we come together. Our congregation, our faith family reflects Jesus to the community and to the world that, that, that we live in. And so this year we've looked at the characteristics that make up this man, Jesus. And you think about the characteristics. I'm not going to talk about all of them, but think about all the characteristics that, that we've studied this year. Love, compassion, intentionality. Jesus being prayerful. Jesus being faithful. Jesus being pure. Generosity. His boldness. His patience. His goodness. His his peacemaking ability. We, we've looked at those and more. And in the Bible, there are only a couple that we've studied that he actually claims to be that characteristic. That's why we have spent this year looking at how he lived. I mean, Jesus teaches us to be patient, right? When you, you read the New Testament, you know that patience is part of who Jesus is. Uh, he commands us to be patient. He models patience for us. But you're not going to open up your New Testament and, and, and you're not going to read in red letters Jesus saying, I am patient, therefore you be patient. But we know it's there and we know it's a characteristic of him. He, he teaches us to be intentional. I, I, I love intentionality and I love that Jesus models this for us. And he, when, you, when you look at how he did things, you see that he was very intentional. But he never once comes out and says to you and I, hey, you need to be intentional, just because I'm intentional. Right? He doesn't, he doesn't come out and do it, but he models it for us. There are only a couple of characteristics where Jesus says, hey, I am this thing. And one of those is gentleness. He, he says it in Matthew, and it's an invite to those who are going through life I mean, life is just dealt them a bad, a bad hand. And there's a lot, a lot of ups and downs with life. There's a lot of things going on in life. And we put ourselves in some of these situations, truthfully. And, and, and there's an invitation to you where he says, you come to me and let me teach you. Let me teach you how to live. And he says this, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. Because I am humble and gentle, and you will find rest for your soul. Jesus' very life says that he claims that he is gentle. Now we talked about gentleness or, or, or being gentle at heart earlier this year. I, I, I thank you for the reminders this week. And, oh, Michael, this, this Sunday we're talking about your favorite topic. You're right, we are gentleness. I went back and I reread, okay, that sermon. I went back and said, okay, what are some things there? And I'm telling you right now, some of the things I confessed in that sermon, I'm still working on. All right, I am very much a work in progress when it comes to gentleness. 
Um, I, good news this week, I did discover that my daughter Stella really and truly does pay attention to a lot of what is said from dad from the stage. Because now that when we are driving down the road and there's things taking place, she will remind me of <laughs> Jesus, love, gentleness, kindness. Remember you talking about kindness? I don't think you yelling at the person who can't hear you is very kind, dad. She, she reminds me of these things. And so let's talk about gentleness for a second. And if maybe you remember this quote. I, I love it. And it's from Jonathan Edwards. And he teaches about gentleness. And, and he called gentleness a lamb-like or dove-like spirit. Yeah, that's not me. Right? Like more, I'm more like bull in China shop spirit. Right? Like that's 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 who I am. But he says that this spirit, it, it's not an optional extra. Okay, but instead, it's the true and distinguishing disposition of the hearts of Christians. In other words, gentleness is the most Christian way we can be. Uh, I was talking to an older gentleman today. He's, he, he, he's got a uh, 65, 66 Chevelle. I can't remember. And, and I, anyway, I, I know this guy, and I, I, I was talking to him, talking to him about his car, and so we started talking about life. And, 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 and him, that, that he, he, he's at the gym, and he works out, like, all the time. Like, he spends four or five hours there every day. And, and, and he's talking about his, his grandkids. Like, like I got to keep myself young. I got to keep myself young. And that led to this conversation about how dads are one way with their kids. Like, I mean, they're firm, and they got to lay the law down, and, and you gotta, you got to be the man. you got to be the protector. you got to be all these things. And, and then you see granddads with, with their grandkids. And, and it's like, who, who are you? <laughs> like, 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 seriously. And, and it's this image of, of pure gentleness. Like, 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 I remember growing up on the farm, some of the things that we had to do. And, and then I remember how we were treated you know, in some, in some just dad being dad, doing some things. And then I remember when my children came along. It's like, man, who possessed you? Like, what, what spirit is, claimed you? And all of a sudden, he's fun-loving, patient, kind, and gentle. The literal definition of gentleness that the Holy Spirit will produce in us is strength under control. But like, like when, when Paul talks about the Holy Spirit coming into us and, and the fruit of the Spirit, and he lists all those things, he gets to gentleness. What the Spirit will produce in us is strength under control. It, it's the mindset of knowing that I have the ability to react to a situation with power or anger or aggression but I respond instead with kindness, with respect, with patience. We, we see the example of this in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. It's part of the Christmas story. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. We'll, we'll talk about that issue in just a second. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, 
an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from, his, from the sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. So the deal's been made. Joseph's parents have seen and negotiated with Mary's parents. We like, we like what we got going on. Y'all got good family. Y'all got good family. We're going to swap some chickens, some cows, and whatever else we need to to, 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 to make this a marriage. It's been done. And, and we're technically in this, this engagement period that leads up to, to a big wedding celebration, right? And, and Joseph catches wind that his his bride, technically, but bride-to-be, is pregnant. It's a big up. So Joseph has, basically, he has two options under the Old Testament law. The first, and this was the most popular, we are told, would be for Joseph to publicly announce Mary's unfaithfulness and her adulterous life. Like, like if she stepped out on him and, and, and she got pregnant but before they actually became one in spirit and body, okay, she's now pregnant. We, Joseph has every right under the law to publicly announce that she's a cheater. And then we get stoned. And now, stoning is, is interesting. There, there's, there's a few different methods uh, that the Jews would practice in stoning. Okay? The, the first would be that they would take the person being stoned to a ledge. Uh, think of it being of at least uh, the height of, of two, two men. And, 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 so, and it could be taller than that. that. They would take the person, and whoever's being stoned, and they would tie their hands behind their back, they would uh, most likely put a shroud over them. They put a lot of shrouds over them. They would push them to the edge, uh, uh, take them to the edge, and, and they would stand there, and they would shove them at the hips. And they would shove them extremely hard so that the person would fall off the ledge and fall backwards, hopefully paralyzing themselves on, on some type of large rock that is below. That, that's one method. Now, if you survive that, we would then throw rocks at you and kill you, or they would just let you suffer all night to see if you would die on your own. That's one way of stoning. The, the, the second, uh, this was the more popular way from what I, what I read, would be that we would just get all the, all the men, all the elders, certainly you know Joseph's family would be involved with this, and, and, and we would just put you uh, in, in the middle, once again, covered with a shroud, all right, and, and your hands bound behind your back, and we would throw baseball or orange-sized rocks at you. And we would just be in a circle around you. 
And we would just hurl rocks at you and, until you fell over dead. That, that's one of the methods. The third method would be to, once again, put you in a shroud, once again, tie your hands behind your back, and bury you in a hole up to your waist. And just stand there and take pitching lessons on your face and throw rocks at you. So, by law, that is what one of the options that Joseph has with Mary. But it says he wants to divorce her quietly. And Deuteronomy tells us that there is another way to get a divorce, that you would just simply write a letter. Okay? And you would present this to the leaders of the town, stating Mary's unfaithfulness. And the town folk would then recognize you as being divorced. And Mary would then be untouchable by anybody else. But that's the quiet way. That's the way that, that leads to less shame. And so this was Joseph's idea. He would just write the letter and divorce her quietly. I'm engaged to this woman that, that, that uh, has been unfaithful to me. And not only is she unfaithful, she, she's claiming some wild claim that Jehovah or the Holy Spirit is the father of the child inside her. That doesn't happen. And, and, and instead of saying, let me practice lapidation or stoning on you, let, let me, I will divorce her quietly. Strength under control. An angel appears to Joseph and confirms Mary's claim and encourages Joseph to continue on with Mary, taking her as his wife. It's gentleness. Philippians 4, 5 tells us that, that we, as he's writing to the church, he's writing to you and I, Paul wrote this. He says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. See, see here's the thing. Um, everything or everyone deserves our gentleness. Everyone. Gentleness is strength under control. Hey, you can be firm as a dad and still be gentle. You can be firm as a boss and still be gentle. You can still be competitive and be gentle. You can be bold and still be gentle. You can be all of those things. And we are told that we are to let our gentleness be evident to all. So when you go out today, when you go to your lunches, and when you go grocery shopping, and you go back into your world, wherever it is, whatever your activities are today, the people around you, the people you interact with, they are to experience and witness your gentleness. And here's the Michael truth. I told you, I'm not natural gentleman spirit. You guys know this. I'm pretty opinionated. And I even confess this. I like to be right. Wouldn't that be funny? Also, my family can attest to this. I am terrible when it comes to responding to something 
versus reacting to someone. I feel like I've gotten better. But, but there's this tendency within me that when something happens, when, when, when the temperature's turned up just enough, I, I react to the situation instead of respond. And I'm going to tell you right now, every single time that I react, gentleness gets run over. Every time that something happens and I react, it's heated instead of a response, which is usually calm and gentle. And those closest to me are usually the ones who are the recipient of the reaction. And Paul says, let your gentleness be evident to all. Except those who Let your gentleness be evident to all. The gentle person, here's the thing, is not occupied with self. And Joseph modeled this with the person who meant the most to him. He, he could have condemned her. He could have publicly shamed her. He could have even had her killed. That was within his rights. But his gentleness was evident to everyone. Read a couple of passages for you, real quick. There's not going to come up on the screen. Some more of Paul's teaching. See if you can pay attention to or pick up on the things that are mentioned together. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. Another passage, he says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. I don't know if you heard it or not, but it's the same thing we said earlier this year. The path to gentleness and having a gentle spirit like Jesus runs through humility. And when you look at the New Testament, gentleness and humility are often close. The key to gentleness is Very hard to execute, very hard to live out, especially in the heat of the moment, especially when, when you know, the Christmas season is upon us and people are fighting over gifts and people are driving even crazier in traffic and the whole nine yards. Yes, it's hard. But Christ-like humility is about one thing, and that is complete surrender. And I will never have the spirit of gentleness within me without humility. That's what the Holy Spirit, that's what the Holy Spirit that Paul writes about in the
never allows the fruit of the Spirit to produce what it needs to produce in Situational surrender is, hey, when things are going well, when it's hey, when it's not raining, and, and when I'm not running late, and when I'm not chaotic at home, and, and, and I show up to the thing, and I treat people well, right? Like, like, like no. It's, hey, when it's raining, Jesus gives us on the cross. Go ahead and open your packets up. Jesus models this very thing. He, he didn't pick and choose, right? Like, like he didn't pick and choose when he was going to be obedient. It was no matter what's going on in my life, I'm going to, because I've surrendered to the to the headship of God, my Father in heaven. Even though I'm going through something difficult, even though I'm going through a trying moment in my life, I'm still going to live a surrendered life, and everyone around me will know through humility that I am gentle in spirit. And Jesus modeled this for us on the cross. And if you look back at verse 21, part of the message to, the, to Joseph was that she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. It's clear to Joseph, right there. And man, you're going to be making your way over to the little town of Bethlehem, and, and you're going to you're going to be in a you're going to be in a little mud hut where animals are. Jesus is going to come on the scene. This will be a special moment. You need to know Joseph that his purpose of being here, his purpose of coming into this life, that you're going to hold him and you're going to flee with him to Egypt. His whole existence is about saving Jesus. Jesus goes to do this one. And while hanging on the cross, bearing the weight of all sin, of all people, Jesus 
shows strength under control. He's in the garden and he's like, Lord, Father, if there's a way that this can happen without me doing this, then let it be. And he knew what he had to do. He knew what he had to do. And he didn't want to do it. And, and, and so now he's in the moment. Now he's there. And he's already told us, man, all I got to do is speak. All I got to do is just utter some words, and there's going to be some heavy duty artillery. Heaven's armies are going to be down here, and they're going to annihilate and wipe all the yellow. I, like, I, I, like, I've got, like, it's part of our Christmas story. It, it's part of what we read in, in Isaiah. Part of the prophecy that he's got this massive army that will come to his defense just like that. And y'all won't even know what happened. Y'all think Rome something? You ain't seen anything. And he's hanging there. And 2,000 years later, he, he, he's, he's, he's taking on the very sin that you're going to contribute in this week. You know what he says? Father, forgive me. Oh, he wasn't just talking to the people nailing to, to the wood. He wasn't, he wasn't talking to them. He was talking to you about that. Father, Spirits high because our kids sang. With people I love, it, it's easy in the moment to be gentle. Got to leave here. 
we'll get back out in the world. And, and, I, and I pray, God, that whatever needs to happen, whether it's my part, your part, I know you do your part, but whatever it is in my side of things, that, that I live a completely surrendered life to you. I pray that that happens so that my gentleness can be evident to all. So that when people look at my life, they see you, but they see a gentle you. So help me, God. Help me take this step so that I can become like your son. This is our prayer.